Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. And when, if you go to freetalklive.com, you go to listen.freetalklive.com, you can find all kinds of different ways to listen to the program. There are live streams on the internet at uh, listen.freetalklive.com. There's more than 100 great radio stations across the country. XM channel, the, of course, on, we're on XM. We're also on the free air satellite, the, the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com. Listen lines where you can call a telephone number. To listen to this program, if you have no other options, just listen on your phone. It's listen.freetalklive. Yeah, got no excuse for missing it. <laughs> well, <laughs> just I don't, it's, it's not like it's required reading or right. anything like that. But uh, yeah, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, if you want to listen to Free Talk Live, we try to make it as easy as possible for you. So, Stephanie, um, you know, obviously you can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about. Sorry, Stephanie, I was, uh, I was getting ready to get to you, but I haven't finished uh, sort of setting things up. No you problem. You can uh, talk about anything you want to talk about. You can, uh, you know, uh, post stories at freetalklive.com. All you have to do is go there and post whatever story it is you want or link to it, uh, stories, blog posts, those kind of things. And you can take control of the show either online or on the air, 855-450-3733. But until then, we'll go through some show prep. Stephanie, what you got? Well, this is actually something that I saw on the front page of freetalklive.com, submitted by a listener, and we're going to cover it now. Um, when I saw this, I felt pretty strange. I didn't like it, and I want to see what the audience thinks about this. Okay. There is a German mayor who has designated certain parking spots for women and certain parking spots for men. And he's done this by actually having male and female symbols like painted on the parking spot as if it's like a handicap sign or something. Are these like the, the, the arrow pointing upward for male and the little plus sign down at the bottom for the female? Is that the, what we're talking about there? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And this there's not only that the fact that he has designated certain ones for women and certain for men, but the male parking spots are difficult to park in. They are... Um, says this article they can only be reversed into and they're next to like poles so like you know when you go to a parking garage there are some spots that have the poles in them so they're a little harder to get into yeah Yeah. the crappy (laughs) parking spaces and supposedly you know these ones for women are wider better lit closer to the entrance uh so he has put basically um what in his own words the easy parking spaces are are for the women okay and the difficult ones are for the men i'm sure the men love that I, I don't think it's fair. Is this intended to be like um, chivalry, uh, like enforced chivalry? Is that the idea? I believe so. And okay. it brings Because chivalry up... isn't chivalrous if you're forced into it. Well, right. I mean, this is a little and bit... chivalry isn't chivalrous if you force somebody else into it. Oh, Chivalry's yeah. Chivalry is only chivalrous if you do the chivalrous thing. You, the male, I guess. I suppose women can be chivalrous, too. I don't, I'm well, just not familiar with it. I mean... Anyone could want to be considerate to another person. Sure. Right? Um, like there are those spots for families, like with children in the grocery, in certain grocery sure, stores. Sure, women with children? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's always women. It's just people with children who can park closer. You know, I, when I've looked at those signs, I've thought, I've thought women with children, but I'd have to take a look again to see whether it says families with children mm-hmm. uh, or not. But, you know, I've got one child. I never take those spaces. It's, you know, for, for us, it's... Uh, Generally, my wife wants me to go along to uh, uh, you know, push the cart and keep an eye on Jack so she can do her grocery shopping. And it seems like two adults with one child, we don't quite fit the, uh, uh, you know, the, the formula that, that that space was meant for. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's nice of you, and maybe somebody else would, would want to take that space. It would make things easier on them. But in this case, it is being forced because it's from the government, and they are the mayor is part of the government. He's designating these spots for women, these spots for men. And, um, you know, some people might say this is a nice thing to do. You know, you're making it easier on the women. But I don't accept that because it's part of a package deal. You know, while it may be a little more convenient to park in certain spots, it's part of a package deal that says women aren't good at parking <laughs> or there's something inherently different about them that they need these spots. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the reason is, is that, uh, you know, the guy chose it. And I'm not sure, you know, what the implications are necessarily, but it doesn't seem fair um, that, you know, it doesn't it's not seem, fair to anyone. It doesn't seem fair to anybody. Yeah. Um, let's get back to the story here in a minute. We got uh, Hesland calling in from Georgia. Is it Hesland? Yep. Uh, you're on free, free Talk Live. What's in your mind? Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> uh, first time calling, but I always hear you guys. Anyways, I wanted to talk about an idea I guess I had okay. for like a smartphone app. Okay. Uh, hopefully would uh, eventually replace the monetary system. A maybe? smartphone app wow. that will replace this the monetary system. This is an ambitious system. goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping, I was thinking uh, you'd have a smartphone app sort of like, let's say, Craigslist, where you would search for people who need help with a chore, any any sort of deed. Uh-huh. Like, uh, oh, I need help building this uh, sofa bed. Or I need help learning how to, I want to learn how to play soccer. Or I want to learn math or this and that. Any, mm-hmm. It could be anything. And basically, you go on, you go on the search site, you see, oh, they live close by. Oh, I know that. I, I have that skill. Let me go help that person. And Is this um, similar? And, have you ever heard of the hours currencies caller? Uh, Hesland, is that, what you, is that your oh, name? It's Hesland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you ever heard of these currencies? There's like the Ithaca hour currency, and then there was also one in Colorado. And they're, as I understand it, they're basically based on exchanging units of labor and they also have some exchange rate with other types of currencies is does this sound at all similar to that sounds sort of like that i think so yeah so, never heard of it but uh, it sounds like it <laughs> let me get this straight um so if i'm doing brain surgery and stephanie's helping me put together a futon would we exchange our hours <laughs> at the same rate <laughs> no no so, okay okay you, you let's say you put down your skills and you have to let, let's say you did know brain surgery. I probably we should probably call Stephanie brain the brain surgery. surgeon. She's closer to the, the surgery <laughs> That's thing. Okay. And I'm closer to the guy that could put together the futon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say uh I need brain surgery. All right. Um you would you would charge depending on how many good deeds I've done. So let's say let's say I'm not dying. I can actually help other people, but I do need this brain surgery. Mhm. I would uh I would ask you, or you would charge me. Let's say, okay, you've you look through, you go through the iPhone app, and you see, oh, I've helped fifty people this past month. Uh-huh. So you would consider that a currency. So it's essentially good deeds. Mm. So it's essentially like get bar- out of it, bartering your labor. Is this kind of like a labor bartering barter? Labor and and even if you have an Xbox and you you think, okay. I want it. I don't need this Xbox anymore. I know somebody does want it. 
So let's see who has uh, a set amount of good deeds they have done. And if they live close by, and if I agree, oh, yeah, this guy seems like a nice person. Here's mm-hmm. my Xbox. So here's what I think of it so far. It's It sounds like it has elements of a lot of different things. For instance, Craigslist and the hours currency and then just straight barter agreements. Um, I think it would depend on getting a critical mass of people to use the app, you know, because it's going to depend on the the availability of different things that people want, whether they stay in the network or not. Yeah, that's true. I would hope uh, by me calling so, you guys, but will get ideas. I'm curious about this. <laughs> Um, so if I've, uh, you know, if I, I guess I've got my Xbox here and yeah. I have the option between, a, and I want to get rid of my Xbox, um, and I have a, an option between some guy who's done many good deeds and another guy with $150. Why would I pick the guy who's done a lot of good deeds to give it to him for free? Because the guy that has $100, you don't know if he's really a good guy or not. But the guy that's done good deeds, you know he's done good deeds. But what do I get out of the de- deal if the guy's done good deeds? I mean, I understand the concept of pay it forward, and I like that. But, I, you know, I, I think that there's as many people out there oh, that'll take the, the 150 bucks. Oh, I hear you. It would have to replace the monetary system. It's kind of like <laughs> free mean, cycle a little first bit. First of all, the monetary system would have to kind of disappear. And this is sort of like the monetary system, except instead of trading money, you're trading Thanks for the thoughts, Heslin. Appreciate it. 855-450-3733. Your thoughts on Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday edition. That's right. We're here live on a Sunday. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. I know most talk show hosts, they're taking off on Sundays, but we do Free Talk Live seven days a week. Now, obviously, we have different hosts, co-hosts that uh, cycle in and out, but we, we believe that you should have live content on your station at that time, and you know that's what we aim to provide to you. As a matter of fact, we're here most major holidays, too. It's uh, We work really hard for our listeners. Well, at least we're here, if nothing else. <laughs> we'll answer the telephone if you call that working We hard. do have fun at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, 
or survival gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place to get the best name brands at the best prices. Also, I'm always impressed at the, the fact that they, well, this is a couple of bucks cheaper here at manventureoutpost.com. I just looked up something, um, I think it's a couple of weeks ago, and I said, yep, that's sure enough. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, t- uh, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. I hear that it's difficult to get ammunition in some sizes in some place. Manventureoutpost.com has it. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and you can get an additional 5% off. They're already probably the lowest price you're going to be able to find with coupon code FTL. It's coupon code FTL, manventureoutpost.com. It's well worth going there and checking it out, manventureoutpost.com. So, Stephanie, um, we were talking about, uh, well, Male and female parking spaces in Germany. Is this all over this town? This uh, no, it's only Burgermeister uh, decides that uh, <laughs> it's only in one town. The town is called Triberg, and it is in the Black Forest area, like the German chocolate yes. the Black Forest cheesecakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Nothing the wrong with that. I know about it. Yeah. Um, and I've never been there, but uh, he does kind of hint that this is like a ploy to get more people to visit the city. Uh, I don't know why people would go to see the sexist parking spots, but there you have it. That's what he said. What? Well, tell me with a, <laughs> do you have a quote? Uh, yeah, he said um, he said he's he's gotten mostly. Um, oh, no, the, the quote is in a different article. Uh, here we go. I've been on the phone all day. The TV will come and I'm happy because it looks like we've hit a raw nerve in society. It's been a great marketing gimmick. Women can come here and prove me wrong. And while they're at it, they can see the town's attractions. So it sounds like he's kind of milking this for all it's worth. Um, like we were, you think it's possible he put together these parking spaces and then people started uh, calling him names over it. And then he decided, well, you know, we don't like it. Come here and see the town and prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. You think he tried to turn it into that? I mean, it's it's difficult Maybe. to say. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know why he would do this to begin with. Um, have you do you believe, Mark, that some people think that women in general are worse drivers than men? Because I've certainly yes, encountered I, I, that. Certainly, I think that uh, some people, and, and you know, you might be able to make the argument statistically that women are worse drivers than men. I don't know. Um, well, you, I would um, have to from look what at I the underst- statistics. From what I understand, not that this is really fair. I don't think this is really fair either. I should just preface by saying that. But um, insurance rates are lower for women. Is that so? Especially in some age groups. Yeah. Okay. As I understand, I think all ages are lower. But I mean, they do a lot of things with statistics when they're calculating insurance risks and I mean, people are individuals, you know, I, I don't really think it's particularly fair to be judged by things like your gender and marital status uh, as far as uh, fair to judge by age when it comes to uh, because, I mean, those are the things that insurance companies judge by. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. Some of them. I, I don't know. I mean, and no, they, no, they all do. I well, mean, yeah. Every insurance company judges you based on your gender, your age. Mm-hmm. And your marital status. And, and the value of your car. Right? The value of your car and probably a couple of other things that go along in, in it, too. And the value of your car makes sense because they're insuring you against replacement value of that car. Yeah. And frankly, I think all these things make a certain amount of sense, too. You know, maybe it's because I was a bad driver when I was a young man, but I was certainly a bad driver when I was a young man. And I think that probably there are, you know, lots of young guys making bad choices out there on the roads. I don't and know the young answer. ladies, for yeah. sure. So I, I mean, it, it seems fairer to take past history I can tell into you account. all of the incidents that when I was in high school that involved horrifying things happening on the road, <laughs> and not one of them was a woman behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Or a, um, a woman, a female, or you know, somebody of, you know, uh, of the double X persuasion. 
And sometimes accidents aren't your fault. You know, a deer runs out in front of the road or something like that. Yeah. While you're um, on two wheels uh, with a vodka bottle hanging out of this uh, side, right? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you don't have a vodka bottle. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is true that, in general, women are worse drivers than men. But that is a, st- a very common stereotype mm-hmm. that I hear, you know, especially among older people. Um, but one thing that I think would – it's what's interesting, right, um, if – I've heard stereotypes that uh, different ethnicities are are worse and better drivers, right? And if this held true, then how would the American public react to different ethnicities getting different rates on insurance? Oh, I don't think people would tolerate it. <laughs> right. I would think that they would be horrified by this, but somehow and, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like it either very mm-hmm. much. I mean, I would, you know, I'd be bothered by that, but somehow it's okay to designate by gender, because they do. Yep. It's designated by marital status, because yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, and designate by age. They definitely do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the biggest single factor as far as what your uh, insurance rates mm-hmm. uh, you know, go for. And I, I don't have a particularly have a problem with that. Uh, but I mean, I would have I would have a problem with it being based on ethnicity, and you can't control any of these things, right? Well, like marital status, I guess you can control, but uh, if you're getting yeah. if you're getting married for lower insurance rates, maybe you should rethink everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I, it seem it would seem like maybe a fairer way to do it would be a te- you know like some kind of an assessment of somebody's driving abilities as an individual. You know, that's completely colorblind and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they have an established driving record, taking their past history into account. Um, but well, they it seems like most insurance companies do do it on these arbitrary things like gender, marital status, like you said, and age. So is it working for them? Maybe. I don't know I'm, how much of that is because it's a very regulated market. It's really hard to start an insurance company that maybe does something a little more progressive with how they calculate their rates. I don't know. I think it is Progressive is the name of the insurance company that I'm talking about. The one with, um, um, I can't remember which one. The, the, the one with the lady with the bouffant and uh, too much makeup. Uh, she, but you probably Mimi? don't watch television. Uh, I don't think her name is Mimi, no. Uh, the character Mimi from the Drew Carey show? No, but uh, okay. <laughs> she's much thinner than that. Um, gotcha. But she does this kind of, you know, we're at the, we're, we're at the you know, local insurance store and you can pick out the insurance that's right for you. Whatever her name is, I don't care. Um, it doesn't matter. That insurance company offers a plug in your USB, this USB thing into your car. I don't know where you plug it in my uh-huh. car, but um, you plug it in and somehow it decides where you're going and what you're doing. And it, uh, you know, sees interesting. It, you know, sees your driving patterns and habits, and gives you insurance based on that. So if you're, wow, you know, that might get a little. Some people might be uncomfortable with that. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I don't know how uncomfortable I am with it. I'm, I'm disturbed by it a little bit. But at the same time, my insurance rates are so low. Why would I take that? You know, yeah. really? What am I gonna? What? How much lower are you gonna cut my insurance rates? I think I don't know what it is, but it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was in, looking at that, and it's just wow, this is cheap. So, my wife pays most of the bills. I can't be trusted. Is that a gender thing too? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You don't you, what, don't trust me to pay your bills for you on time. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Hey, college students, the Independent Institute in Oakland, California, is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world 
attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the, the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. Real quick, I want to tell you about Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an internet currency. They are money. They are cash for the internet. You can use them. You can buy and sell with Bitcoins. If you try, if you do it right, you can buy and sell anonymously, but you can do it without fees nearly instantaneously uh, across the internet. It doesn't take too long. Um, and it's mathematically impossible for anyone to counterfeit Bitcoins or for any government or bank to inflate them. By that, I mean creating more than they're supposed to. There's this uh, this sort of uh, pattern that, by which they create new ones, and the maximum number is 21 million. If you consider what a small number of dollars 21 million is by a uh, mm. you know governmental sta- level, then you know there's a not very many bitcoins out there, really. Uh, even the potential, and it's going to take change. some. Yeah, it's going to take a while for the, all those to be created, too. But good thing they're infinitely divisible because right. they're going to become really valuable, and uh, or I expect them to become very valuable. They continue to move upwards. I, I have the ex- same expectation, and uh, certainly it's a hope on the same side. But it puts you in complete control over your own money. When and, and this inflation port, portion is very important. If you have a hundred dollars in the bank or a thousand dollars, you know whatever money you have in the bank, if the government were to double the amount of the money supply in the marketplace, and we know they create more at their own whim, um, if they were to double the money supply, then your money would be worth half as much because there's twice as much money mm-hmm. supply demand. Understand? There's no additional value been created. Right. With bitcoins, nobody can freeze your account. Uh, they can't force you to do some kind of chargeback if you don't want to do it. It's mathematically impossible for anybody to interfere with your account in any way. You can go find out more about bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. That's the place to start. There's a video there to watch. It's a short one, about two minutes long. Weusecoins.org. And to buy bitcoins, buy them at bitinstant.com. They'll give you instructions there how you can deposit cash at more than 700,000 locations worldwide. That's right. I said 700,000 locations. And in the next couple of months, they're bringing online almost a million locations. So mm, it's awesome. bitinstant.com. And it's uh, you know great guys to do business with. So, Stephanie, you were, um, have, we, have we mashed out here as far as uh, the, you know, the, what's going on with the male-female parking spaces? Is this just one location in it this is. town? It is. It sounds like it's just one location because, like, I read another article about this uh, a couple of days ago, and it sounded like he had literally plastered the entire town with spaces that said either male or female. But I think... What it sounds like, it doesn't say explicitly, but it sounds like it's just the city hall or something. And it says that there are 10 spaces that are designated as female and only two for male. So I guess that's another example. Like he's trying to say that more of the spaces are for women. Maybe the rest of them are unmarked. So I don't know, really know what's going on. But I just think it brings up an interesting point that I also wanted to bring up based on some of the emails that 
usually you get, Mark, because usually they don't send them to me. But Mm -hmm. there are some people out there, apparently, who listen to Free Talk Live who believe that I hate men. You're a man hater? Yeah. And I would like to just set the record straight Mm -hmm. and say that that is absolutely not true. And you'll hear me talking about a lot of things that I think are unfair to men. One of the biggest ones is circumcision um, and also things like this. Now, you, you you say you're a feminist, and I can see why people, you know, there's a terminology out there, what feminist means. Although and, I realize a lot of people hate that word. Yeah, and yeah I, I hope that they I can, think it's a loaded word. I hope they can get past the word, but if it makes you, like, if you prefer, you could call me a gender egalitarian, sure. So what does it, um, so it, it doesn't everybody want gender egalitarianism? Uh, I don't think everybody wants that. And what is gender egalitarianism? Uh, okay. Well, I think people should be treated equally regardless of their gender. And there are things in this society, in this world that are unfair to both sexes. I mean, not everybody fits in with all the stereotypes of what a woman should be or what a man should be. Sure. And people are judged uh, based on their gender. Sometimes, you know, personally as a woman, I don't get taken seriously on certain things. Uh, people are very quick to make comments about my appearance, whether they think I'm hot what or ugly or whatever. What if they um, are not taking you seriously because of your age? I mean, you're rather, I mean, you, you are a... Uh, well, I'm almost 30. I mean, I should be, isn't that the magic age where... I don't know. <laughs> I, not, by, not by people older than 30, no. <laughs> I mean, I've had people uh, say in person when they meet me, well, actually, this is kind of creepy. One time at Porcu- at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, somebody approached me who listened to Free Talk Live and said, how does it feel to sound 40 but look 16? And uh, I was a little uncomfortable with that. Um, but well, but I, I don't think- know that has anything to do with uh, gender equality. I mean, it's just... Okay, no, it, do- it doesn't. But um, the point I wanted to make was that I think a lot of people believe that I'm older than I am because of the sound of my voice. Have or you maybe ever seen what the I internet, say? internet meme where it says... Um, you know, they they have uh, I, I, I'm just trying to put it all together here. One one that they have a picture of a girl who's kind of has that whiny look to her. And the other this picture of, the, I guess, a relatively famous women's rights activist. Um, and they say one in one case, uh, they say feminist doesn't like the way she was. Somebody tried to pick her up in the lift. Um, and then. Oh, that would be Rebecca Watson. It's not just a, a random image of a woman. OK, it's, it's she is a famous um, skeptic. She runs the blog skeptic.com, I think. And there was a huge uh, ordeal because she went to an atheist conference. Basically, somebody uh, creepily hit on her in an elevator and Mm -hmm. she was very uncomfortable with it. And she talked about it. And Richard Dawkins, I guess, saw that and said, oh, she's just such a whiny feminist. And um, then there was this big Internet kerfuffle. Uh So that's why that picture is in that meme. The other one is um, I'll find her name. I can't remember it right now, but it is a a famous um, like women's rights activist in from somewhere in the Middle East. Um, and she has three names and they escape me right now, yeah. but she's done a lot of work. She, she had that foreign look to her as she was mm-hmm. a, a black a sub-Saharan African black and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, could be very well be some kind of women's rights activist. And then somebody's been she saying, is, she's very famous. I see just, the difference. And, um, yeah. you know, for them, whatever the difference was, whatever the difference was. But I well, I think it's a fallacy to say that because things in the U.S. aren't as bad for women as they are around some parts of the world, that we should just shut up and be contented with what we have, because I don't think we have complete equality it doesn't mean we should stop talking or or like not focus on the atrocities that go on around the world against women and they are legion i mean uh sexual like public sexual assault beatings rapes um burkas you know a mutilation of girls genitalia all over the world those things are happening and those are really important to me too you know when um when guys get upset about guys hitting on them 
they tend to be called uh, homophobes and things like that. When women get upset about guys hitting on them, they, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I just, it's difficult for me to, uh, to, to not see that there's a difference there. You know, I mean, some guys don't. By the way, want... just sorry to interrupt you. The, the name of the activist is Ayan Hirsi Ali. Okay, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's been some time since I've seen this, and I, I knew think nothing they're about both the activists. But that was the meme that. All right, was I don't depicted. know either of them. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, whoever it is created the meme, did a fine job with uh, getting their side of the, the story across. But do you do you see the dichotomy between a guy getting hit on by a guy and a woman getting hit on by a guy? Like, if a guy gets hit on by a guy, often he'll be called the homophobe. Whereas the woman gets hit on by the guy, then you know she can basically say what she wants. Um, you know, I've seen instances where women will use that in that in order to make them themselves look better that kind of thing I, i've seen women well, I, use I would getting like hit to, on to get hit on again by somebody else um okay maybe they do um i can't support like i certainly don't support you know there is this idea now that i think people maybe associate with feminism where it's okay for women to hit men but not for men to hit women and i completely disagree with that i don't think it's okay to, for anybody to hit anybody sure um but some people you know think of feminists that way of people who want to control men or or get back the power because women have historically been oppressed. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not how I identify at all, just to get that clear. Um, but w- so about the, the okay, homophobic... Okay, so let me, let, let's, let's draw this in. Now, you okay. know we have a, a co-host. His name's Derek. He's uh, a queerer than a football bat. I mean, he's a flaming homosexual. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, everybody plays around with Derek, myself included, just kind of... Uh, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe it. just homosexual games, you know, talking this way, talking that way. Um, and, you know, it's it's just one of those things. If suddenly I decided I don't like the way Derek's hitting on me, people would be like, you're acting weird. Uh, 855-450-3733. Sorry. We're we'll going talk about this more. Yep. 855-450. As a smoker, you know, traditional cigarettes are unhealthy and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's a toll-free number here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about. Well, uh, you know, accept your bro- own radio program, I suppose. <laughs> 855-450. If you want to do that, get in touch with Mark at freetalklive.com. Ask him to buy some ads. <laughs> oh, Anything. 855-450-3733. Also, when you go to freetalklive.com, there are archives there. Archives reaching back to 2006. Most radio programs, they're going to charge you for their little uh, podcasts and things like that. They they want, uh, you know, eight bucks a month or something. Free Talk Live makes them completely free to you. Has for as long as we've been having archives. I think our archives are we've been doing archives longer than there's been podcasting. Yeah. Um, and they're completely free at archives.freetalklive.com. If you 
It can actually be really fun to go back and listen to some of the old ones and just see how things have evolved and changed over time. That's true. I I mean, you know, certainly uh, normal people's opinions change over time. And, uh, you know, that's that. Uh, Isn't there a Facebook um, poll on the Free Talk Live Facebook page about what's your favorite, like, vintage Free Talk Live show? Yeah. I think I saw that. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Anyway, you can go to archives.freetalklive.com to get, uh, you know, free episodes of uh, Free Talk Live. And you can get the newest ones right there on the front page at freetalklive.com. So the what we were talking about previously was uh, sort of gender equality and, and that, that kind of thing. And I guess I, let me restate my question here. Sure. And, you know, I think that um, there was we were talking about this uh, the sort of Internet conflict that went on, I guess, between Richard Dawkins and what was the woman? Rebecca Watson. Rebecca from Watson. Blog. And um so is she a feminist? Uh, yeah, she calls herself is a feminist. Is it okay to use the term chick if you're a feminist? Personally, I don't prefer it. Is, I, I don't like to be called a chick. Is it okay, but, but it's okay for women to I mean, you see, this, well, is, where, she, this she, is where the, the this is where it all gets very fuzzy for men. Yeah. Right? Cause, well, just ask. I mean, do you but, mind being called a chick? <laughs> what, is that a big deal? I, it, it, but do you understand how... Like she, so one feminist says she's skeptic, and another feminist says, "Oh no, you're not allowed to call me a chick." And I didn't say you're not allowed to. I just no, said no, I, I, I don't I'm not prefer it. You, I'm, I'm not saying you. Okay. I'm just saying gotcha. it all feels like a a landmine, land a minefield yeah, out there. I, I can understand oh, I can't how say it might this feel word that way. or that word. Or I just I just want to be able to talk to people of the opposite sex, and you know, in a comfortable way for me. And I, uh, you know, I promise them not to call them the b words unless they you know thoroughly act like the b word or you know i mean there's there's things that i know that i can't say that that one doesn't say in polite company Mm -hmm. um, with the expectation that uh, you're going to be treated well um but at the same time you know there's there's other words out there that kind of loaded a little confused about what it's okay to what i I like minefield yeah (laughs) yeah no i understand one wrong step which is why which is why if somebody says something like that if somebody calls me a girl which i don't prefer i'm a woman not a girl Mm -hmm. i'll just say you know i'm a woman not a girl please call me that and if you're used to saying girl in in a conversation and and, you know the boy and the girl terms are often used in this sort of uh in in the mating game and sort of sexualized fashion right uh sometimes but i see girl being used more in that sense it's I, i think it's more infrequent to hear boy as in, like, oh, I want to go screw that boy or something. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the difference between boys and girls. I mean, I think people, I, people say things like that all the time. I do. I think you're probably right that it's more common. But how much more common? And does mm-hmm. that make it? And and is that bad? I mean, I my grandmother used to go out with the girls. Yep. And these were old women that were drinking Manhattans. I mean, yeah. there was, no one was confused by their age by calling them the girls. Yeah. And so and I get it that not everybody. I think most people who use that term don't mean anything negative by it. You know, it's just it's sort of a matter of preference. And if you start to think about it a lot, like I probably have and some people who are more um, aware about this subject have, then maybe they start to not like that term. So what don't you like about the term? Oh, okay. Well, we did talk about this once on Free Talk Live, but I don't like it because it's it's not accurate. It's a girl is a like a young female. You know, before puberty, I Mm -hmm. would say a woman is an older female who is mature. So isn't there a certain diversity in the um, poetic uh, license in the language to be able to, you know, say things like that, though? I mean, you know, just 
diversity and poetic license. That's what I'm going to uh, fall back there, on. That. There is, but the pieces sort of start to fall together because in English, for instance, there are a lot more derogatory terms for women that are based on like sexual insults. You know, I'm not going to say them on the air, but um, words that connote a promiscuous woman, you can probably think of oh, a, yeah, sure. a lot of those, whereas words that negatively connote a promiscuous man, there, there are almost none. I, I have a real hard time thinking. Yeah, of it's it's not common. I, I would absolutely concur with you that uh, you know that there's and and people say uh, man to mean all humans. People say uh, you know what I want to get back to this. Okay, but I think that that's uh, you know, that's something I want to you know get into too. Sure. I think you've got two things that we need to talk about. Okay, uh, let's. But first, let's go to Mike in Nevada. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to change it up a little bit. Talk sure. about that uh, the United Nations. Small arms treaty got me kind of worried. I, I've heard about I that. I heard about this too, yeah. and I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. But it it seems like one of those people fundraising are, things for the gun. People are worried um, that places. the UN is going to take away everyone's guns, right? And yeah. Obama has a, a endorsed it or something. Can you tell us more, Mike? More details? Yeah, this is what I found in researching, and I found a document from 1961 called the State Department Memorandum 7277. And it outlines the abolishment of uh, the American United States military forces and sets up a permanent United Nations peacekeeping force within the United States. And um, aside from that, from what I can understand about this treaty, it's going to basically outlaw any caliber handgun or rifle that the military uses, like, say, 308, 5.56, or... Uh, you know, nine millimeter handgun ammunition. Yeah, I was going to say, is it does the, the military uses a nine millimeter? That uh, pretty much takes everything from thirty eight on up, right? Out exactly right. So all of a sudden, with the stroke of a pen, I can be a criminal because I, I like to collect firearms. You know, and that's it's just a scary proposition. I, I understand it's being uh, spoken about at the United Nations this month, and I guess that only seventy five percent of the Senate or the House has to. Uh, uh, approve it and it becomes a treaty that the United States will abide by, I guess. I don't know how that works. Do you? Um, I, I I think the Senate goes by the, uh, the creates the treaties. I'd have to look into it. Uh, that's what I recall off the top of my head, but I think it has to be a supermajority. And know, currently the Republicans are, they're a minority, but they're not, um, that they're more than 40% of the House. So I don't think if if you can count on the Republicans to hold the line on this, and I would I would count on most Democrats, some Democrats to hold the line. I mean, just outlaw guns that are thirty eight caliber and up. I mean, that seems crazy to me. Yeah, and this is the other thing that I'm wondering how well we'll go over um, that that Senate Bill seven or uh, that memorandum seven two seven seven says that even law enforcement will be disarmed. They'll only have tasers. They'll use alternate means, alternate. Uh, I can't imagine they would weapons. they would put up with that because I mean cops love to have guns. I mean that's what they use to do their jobs in here in the U.S. Uh, you know uh, it, the the military uses twelve gauge shotguns too. Yeah, they do. It's I mean look at what look at the broad stroke that they will have. I mean they'll, they'll pretty much I mean anything black for sure. You know any of the yeah. black plastic rifles will sure. be gone. And this is the thing that um that I kind of I wonder about is. People talk badly about the cops, and I know that the cops are up to a lot of no good, but the fact of the matter is, the, if something like that were to go down, the citizens are going to need the police. We're going to need the police and the sheriffs especially to stand with us, not against us. I don't think that the police will go with that kind of business. I, I, I'm with you. I, you know, I, th- I think that police likely wouldn't like that, but I, I can tell you that if, if somebody does enforce it, it will be the police. 
likely. Yeah, I, uh, that's where I differ. I think that I don't well, think Americans are going to do that to each other. I think the United Nations won't have some Italian or Serbian soldier won't have any problem uh, messing you up. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But how many Italian Serbian soldiers are running around the United States enforcing laws? Well, not many now. They will be here, though. I guarantee you that. Uh, I mean, I, the United I, States, Mike, I have a question. I've been hearing it. Uh, I've been hearing this for decades, really decades now, that they're gonna they're gonna have some foreign UN troops on the ground enforcing this, that, or the other. And there's now and then there's this little little tidbit of information this way. You know, oh, they've got them practicing here and practicing there. But I would challenge anybody to to really show me some some real evidence of that happening. Well, just just for fun tonight, type in that seven two seven seven and read through that, and it'll pull up a bunch of other stuff like uh, State Bill eight three one. That's a scary one if you read that. I mean, it's just there's. It, I, you know, I bet it is scary, people. but is it is it really going to come to fruition? I mean, I remember hearing about. Uh, do you all remember the Codex Alimentarius that yes. was proposed? This was some UN treaty to normalize all uh, supplements and drugs. And it, people were saying it was going to get rid of supplements, dietary supplements in the U.S. And um, uh, it didn't happen, Okay, as far as I know. Mike, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, if you have anything more on it, uh, call back uh, another time, 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 855-450-3733 here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Over at freetalklive.com, you can link to stories, blog posts, videos, whatever you find important. Vote up other people's, vote them down. They can do the same with yours. It's Free Talk Live. It's completely interactive. Also, there's the upcoming stories link. Go there to check out the new stories that are, uh, you know, haven't got enough votes to make it onto the main page yet. It's freetalklive.com. So let's go straight into the phones here. We've got Aaron calling from Manchester. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening, Mark and uh, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to speak to the two of you. Um, Thank you. I was just calling concerning the uh, UN Firearms Treaty. Um, That's right. That's what Mike was calling about in the uh, the previous hour. Yes. Um, I would urge Mike to not put too much credence into things he reads on the Internet. Um, this treaty has been a work on progress for like the last, I don't know, 12 years or so, and it's probably not going to be finalized for another 12 years or so. It's just a lot of people getting paid a lot of money to sit around and talk about things. And once a final project product does come out, it, you know, it would obviously be problematic if it was to be ratified by the Senate. 
but even the current Senate's not going to ratify it. More Doesn't seem like it. If, yeah, if by some miracle a finished product comes out, I'd be more worried about um, President Obama trying to implement it by executive order since right. he no longer really tries to... <laughs> So this is and the supposed verbiage of this uh, this thing, and I've been hearing about it the the UN Small Arms Treaty or whatever it is. Um, it, the supposed verbiage, according to Mike, and I don't have any reason to doubt him, is is that uh, you know, basically it would do away with all caliber handguns, thirty eight caliber and up, including nine millimeter, three eighties, and all these. Uh, I mean, these are relatively small handgun, uh, small size handguns, right? I just pulled something up that I'm not sure if it's, I think this is the actual document, but it says arms and arm, one of the provisions is arms and armed forces would be reduced. The armed forces of the U.S. and the Soviet Union, so this must be pretty old, mm-hmm. uh, would be limited to 2.1 million men each. He said it was written in the 60s. Now that's never going to fly. I mean, yeah. the U.S. empire would never reduce their military to those levels. You just put women in uh, in, in combat roles. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about language like that. Yeah. Gendered language. So, yeah, um, the, I guess the Aaron, UN, Go ahead. I was going to say, the, and that's not what, what Mike said wasn't exactly accurate either about what the that treaty would do. Because um, it, it has most mostly concerned with international trade of firearms. Um, so mm-hmm. why it couldn't ban firearm possession inside the United States... Um, what it would do is prevent you from buying those really nice Italian shotguns um, and mm-hmm. other things such as that. Now, you know, the thing I feel, oh, sorry, Mark. Um, the thing I feel concerned about is that people are just going to be really scared about this. And there isn't much that you as an individual can really do to affect the outcome of it. I mean, this except is happening. Donate to the local, uh, to the uh, the national gun uh, lobbies out there. And that's what uh, I'm sure every they'll be three months or so, there's a new one, um, a new threat to your gun ownership. And this is kind of how I see this. I'm not saying that somebody hasn't proposed this. I It doesn't seem likely that it's going to come to fruition. But there's, if you run one of these organizations, what you have to do is you constantly have to scare the pants off of your core constituencies so that they keep on giving money. Yeah. Because right now, you know, the the organization to, uh, you know, eliminate, uh, you know, plastic uh, you know, regulations on uh, tires being made out of plastic doesn't exist because nobody cares. But if, you know, there's an organization out there for guns, there's many of them. There's Jews for the Preservation of Firearms. There's uh, the Gun Owners of America. There's the N- National Rifle Association. There's probably a, another half dozen of them out there that I don't know. And I'm sure these organizations do fine work, but they also have to scare the pants off of people in order to have enough people around in order to put that big push on that one time every few, every decade that there is a real attack on gun ownership. Aaron? Yeah. Um, well, I don't have anything else to say, okay. just mainly that Mike needs to take a deep breath. And then if you and Stephanie, Mark, ever get bored and decide to do your own spinoff show, I was thinking you could title itself big. You know, title yourselves Big Daddy Rhino Swans and the Man Hater. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Aaron. <laughs> Which one are you? The I'm Big Daddy Rhino Swans. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> 855-450-3733. What Aaron's referencing is, is a uh, joke that I've uh, made in the past, and I think that it's very, you know, it's insightful. Of course, all my jokes are the, are the best. And You are a super genius. It's super genius. <laughs> And what it's trying to say is is that if one restricts the language too thoroughly with whatever one's beliefs are, 
and obviously everybody wants to restrict the language to some extent, right? Like, I don't want you to call me this. You've got to call me that. Um, you know, the, the, these kind of things. But if one gets too restrictive with the language, one's just no fun to hang out with anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can imagine the hubris of the person that would demand to be called Big Daddy Rhino Schwantz, yeah, and how much fun that person would be to hang out would be to hang out with. No, I mean, but, the, not not the guy that's kidding about it because he's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but the guy who's serious that um, you know he he must be called something you know important. Some some he believes he's some Fuga. kind of potentate. Yeah. And but Mark, if you if someone started calling you like Marguerite or something would you say no my name's mark <laughs> i don't know um if it, I, I i you know i've been called so many things in my life i don't make that big of a deal out of it okay um well, so well, but what about somebody else like what if somebody started calling jack jacqueline yeah you know that what, would be really weird yeah so you'd probably say something about it right But that's pushing the pushing the envelope pretty far right I well mean, not really because the transgendered person you know if they want to be transgendered called transgendered people are, are an extremely small percentage of the population they are and but they still matter you know i, I, I agree mm-hmm. but i mean you know how much are we going to let them affect the language do we neuter the language isn't there this uh the proposal in some swedish school this news story came out recently oh um, yeah they wanted to um mandate eliminate that the kids only used um gender neutral uh, uh, pronouns or something yeah. like that. And, and there are gender neutral pronouns in English and they haven't caught on. I mean, there's right. Z, Z and Zir and, you know. There's just no fun. And, uh, well, you know. People just don't don't know or don't con- concern themselves with it enough. But, I mean, do you think it is, like, a, do you think it matters at all that there are a lot of masculine words in English? Like, for instance, when someone says you guys, it means a mixed group. When somebody says mankind to refer to all people, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just as easy to say humans than mankind. Sure. You know? And it's the language. And I get where you're coming from. But I think that one could just as easily interpret it in the opposite direction. How come women get gender specific words for them? Because if it says, you know, this group, uh, you know, they, all men are created equal. They're referring to men and women. How come I don't get a gender specific term? Were, were they referring to men and women? Because at that time... Okay, I think that when people say it now, that's what they mean. When people okay. refer to mankind, people are referring to men and women. Um so how come I, as a man, don't get my own gender-specific terminology, but you do? So you actually get preferential treatment. I mean, it's just as oh, easily I don't think to look at it. Well, yeah, I, I suppose you could look at it that way. And if you do, then sure, it's not fair. Why don't Why don't we just use neutral words? Why Why try to change the language? I mean, because well, because language is constantly changing, and it also reflect, reflects people's thoughts. And some there are some women who hear these words, you know, and they think, "Wow, I've been ignored." And I don't matter. The only important people are the men in mankind. And you guys, it's the only the guys matter to be addressed. Um, You know, and that happens on a subtle, you know, background level. But it's still real. One thing that, you know, I think a lot of people... If one picks these, uh, if one picks a lot of uh, you know fights in these areas, people are going to ignore you. Um, they're just going to, you know, at some point, you're going to be marginalized by your own. Well, we're already being ignored. Why not? We <laughs> women? No, they're not. <laughs> women are the most power. Women are the only majority. I mean, everybody talks about um, you know minorities, miss minorities. That men are minority. I've worked at every. Are you more, talking about because half more than half of the world more than half population. of the population is, okay. is the only. Well, I want to I want to explore the whole women getting drinks bought for them thing when okay. we come back. If that's okay with you, Mark. It's fine by me. Okay. <laughs> I bet our no, listeners will want to marginalized. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. First, we're taking calls though. Eight five five four five zero free free talk live. 
Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-453-FREE. And if you're looking for a really great internet radio, um, because there's more than 18,000 radio stations out there, um, you can get... The Sea Cranes Company, uh, Stephanie, what's it called? The Wi-Fi Internet Radio? You got one of these recently, right? I did. Yeah, it hasn't arrived yet, but oh, I'm very excited about it. I it's, love this. It's got an easy-to-use uh, interface, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's really great. We've got one here in the studio, and, and uh, it's awesome. You can listen to your favorite stations back home or you know, whatever it is, whatever brand of music you like. They've got a commercial-free variety out there, or you can listen to LRN.FM or FreeTalkLive.com, Pandora, Apio. MP3 tunes, whatever's uh, good for you. you With crystal you clear signal. <laughs> That's right. Certainly beats, right, you know, a lot, of, a lot of places it's hard to get a good radio signal. Ccrane.com. Um, if you're familiar with the Ccrane company, you know that uh, they make the finest electronics available. Ccrane.com. When you check out, mention Free Talk Live, and you get a free flashlight. Everybody needs a free flashlight. Do you still get free shipping? Because that was actually what sealed the deal for me was this weekend. They Apparently, had free shipping. yes, there is. Uh, it's free shipping until Monday, so um, you know you better get on it and buy right away. And you mentioned Free Talk Live, right? And mention Free Talk Live to get the free shipping. Yeah, That's they right. had a little box that you checked out. I don't know. There's how, how did you hear about the us and? Yep. You can say free talk live. Yep. And then you got the free shipping uh, as a result or? I don't know if I got free shipping. Okay. I, yeah. Just trusted that you got free shipping. They yeah. told us that you were going to. So I'm certain that that's the case. Yeah. 855 If not, I'll know who to who to come after, Mark. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. <laughs> I can. I, I, you know, I, and, I, you know, this is part of the job of uh, doing, um, you know, a radio program. You make sure that people who got, uh, you know, customer service in, in a way that they were not expecting are taken care of. So, I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time I've talked to an advertiser <laughs> and, you know, presented the problems of uh, some some listener there. So, anyway, um, 855-450-3733. And you can go to ccrane.com and mention free talk live when you check out let's go to the phones here we got evan in iowa evan you're on free talk live what's on your mind yeah i was calling with the uh story of police ineptitude you know i've heard you guys on the air talk frequently about well you you, mark have said uh you know they can't protect you that they can at best show up and clean up the mess i don't don't think that there's it's their job to protect you i i wouldn't i mean you know the police are generally a cleanup squad i mean i i think that that if if it were true that their job is to protect you i think they would be paying more attention to things like property crimes which they don't seem to really care too much about you know and and hunting down violent criminals like if they're going to be arresting people for marijuana and speeding violations well all the violent crimes all the murders and rapes should be solved but that's not the case 
Also, right. um, I, if they were right there, I think they'd jump in front of a bullet for you. But they, uh, you know, the, that's why you need a gun in the house uh, to protect yourself or whatever. Because when, when you know, when seconds count, they're they're minutes away. Right. Well, this is a story of a kidnapping. A girl, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember where it happened. But I, I watched this documentary, and this girl was kidnapped out of her home. She was a mother of two, a stay-at-home mom, and I mean, the whole the whole storyline was. I mean, it was several people called the police. Frequently, in real time, uh, her her husband had showed up just moments after uh, you know, he'd gotten off work, showed up moments after she'd been kidnapped. The kids were still at home. Um, this guy had kidnapped her, tied her up, put her in the back of the car, driven off, went to one of his buddy's houses, and had asked to borrow a shovel and some gasoline. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, and I, the buddy was kind of suspicious but didn't know. But his daughter had seen out the window this, you know, woman tied up in the back of the, um, it was a Camaro, tied up in the back of the Camaro, and had called the police in real time, said, look, there's this girl tied up in the back of uh, uh, this car. She looks like she's being kidnapped. So the police are already looking for the car. By the time they get there, obviously, the car has left. But several motorists had seen her in the back of the car, had called one motorist, was, uh, behind the car following, saying, okay, he's turning left on this street. He's turning right on this street. Followed him. You know, so the dispatcher is getting real-time information, and they're mobilizing, supposedly trying to help her, at which point he had, later in the investigation, after it's all said and done, of course, she ends up dead. They do catch the killer, but, uh, you know, they had driven. while While they have the make, model, color of the car, description of the victim, description of the perpetrator, uh, he drives past no less than five police cruisers that were sitting on the side of the street wow. with the information of the make and model of the car. Oh. And the, the police dispatcher had been... Unbelievable. I mean, the, the lady who had called in and was given real-time information, uh, the dispatcher, the, the operator, had uh, she's supposed to enter into a computer site and uh, you know to get it out to the dispatch, but instead she yells, across the room to a different dispatcher who's supposed to do it. They don't enter it into the computer system. So the, the, where, his, where her, his movements were going weren't going out on the dispatch. I mean, it's just case after case. It's just bungled completely. You know? And this is a case where you would expect any human being, whether they're a cop or whoever, that they would try their best to get this poor girl, you know? Well, it's not that, I don't think just, it's not that they're, they're not trying their best. I think that the systems aren't in place in the same way because they don't have to be, because they don't have they're competition. They're the only game in town. Really, yeah. that's what it comes down to. They're, they're not going to lose their jobs if this happens. They'll just say, well, we tried. Police departments aren't going to lose funding or whatever if, uh, if they fail to prevent crimes. The Supreme Court has ruled over and over and over and over again that they don't have any obligation to protect you. You can, you know, do a do a search. No obligation to protect. And I know you probably have done this, Evan. But no obligation to protect. And you will see that the, the police department or the sheriff's department or who, whatever law enforcement agency has no obligation to protect you. If they did and you had a burglary at your house, you'd, they'd have to compensate you. I don't, I don't have one of these uh, alarm systems at my house. Um, but if you, if you had such a thing... I, I imagine there's probably some system for being paid back if you get uh, burglarized or something. You know, oh, if they and, do something and to wrong. Make it, make it even worse that she was a uh, police detective's daughter. So you think that these police are wow. even going to try harder because it's one of their own, you know? Yeah, I would think, sure, certainly. 
But that, it's just it's just an example of their complete ineptitude. Even when they would want to help you, even when they would try their best to help you, they simply can't. You know. Well, it, it, I am really dissatisfied. Impossible. If that's a service I'm supposed to be getting, I'm really not happy with that service. I know I know I didn't directly pay for it, but they, hey, they probably get some federal grant money, right, from the Department true. of Homeland Evan, Security. For the call. Yeah, that's, hey, that's shocking, terrible. John Stossel did a report on the privatizing of a water company um, at some point. I heard this, in yeah. In the past. And what they showed was the same employees, once they entered into the marketplace with competition, then they suddenly got more efficient. That it really is the incentives that are present in the marketplace that just cause all. Because if, you know, if you're working at 90% and you're, but you know, in in regular business, people are probably working at less than hundred um, percent anyway. So if if you're working at fifty percent, your coworkers working at fifty percent, your boss is working at fifty percent, and everybody's working at this diminished capacity, it just clogs the system in a way that you, it's very difficult to get things done. Then when it's hard to get things done, you don't want to work any harder, so you slow down, and then everybody slows down, and it just it's just this the creeping, crawling thing. It takes it takes two months to get your passport back, but they can. You know, you can order something from eBay and get it there in one day. Mm-hmm. 855-450. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Excuse me. You can give us a call about anything you want to talk about here. And uh, real quick, tell you about the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a project to move 20,000 liberty-loving individuals all to one state so they can have an effect on the, uh, the greater society in that state. And... The project, you can go find out more at uh, freestateproject.org. Get signed up. It's really, you know, it's changed my life. and uh, Me too. It's given me hope. I like, I like living here in for, New Hampshire. For uh, humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, when I believed in the ideas of liberty and I saw that uh, the government progressively getting larger and more intrusive where I was living in Sarasota, Florida, and saw no hope. For that ever turning around because somebody's always in your business in some way, shape or form, whether that, uh, you know, whether that's how they want you to live or, you know, what guns they want you to own or whatever it is, that isn't going to change any place else. But here in New Hampshire, there's been a little, little tiny bit of rollback and... I At least it hasn't to- been growing like everywhere else. Yeah. It's probably, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll get liberty in my lifetime or at least like perfect liberty in my lifetime, but I'm having a hell of a lot of fun in the meantime. <laughs> I think that that's the strongest thing for it is, is if you believe in the ideas of liberty and, uh, you know, you, you feel dejected and, and upset um, at the state of liberty where you are. We have a community yeah, here. When I moved to New Hampshire, I had hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's freestateproject.org. Maybe it's right for you. Hope it is. If so, hope to see you up here and 
hope you get a job. 855-450-3733. You can see I us. I hope so, the, too, if they want a job. Not everybody wants one. That's true. Right? Cam.freetalklive.com. If so, I hope you can support yourself. Yes. <laughs> and you can uh, see us waving at the camera at cam.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Kelvin in Colorado. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, parasites need not apply. Uh, <laughs> well, you're uh, a signer with the Free State Project, too? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, jumping back to the, the topic we was, uh, were on towards the beginning of the show. You can do that here I, I on think, Free Talk Live. We, uh, we don't have any set topics. Yes, I value that very much. Uh, Thank you. So, I, I think we can all agree that men and women are different in many, many ways. And I assert that this would largely persist, regardless of uh, language, customs, or other uh, nurture aspects of the nature-nurture discussion. Uh, I don't deny that women have experienced discrimination. If you uh, consider it purely in terms of the barriers to women entering the societal roles, uh, which have traditionally been male territory, Uh, but uh, many women have materially benefited by uh, historical societal attitudes towards women, uh, like uh, the male instinct to protect, uh, you know, quote, the women and children. You always hear that on, you know, this many, you know, we're killing women and children, blah, blah, blah. You know, like they have special preference or whatever. And uh, also the code of uh, chivalry, which uh, I'm not, you know, totally uh, schooled in, but I'm sure Mark, being the historian. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go that far either. I'm not sure what the the code of chivalry is either, but it certainly has to do with deference of uh, men to women. And, you know, I mean, I've been in workplaces where I picked up heavy things for women. It's also the deference comes as part of a package deal with the notion that women are weaker and cannot do the certain things for themselves. And so they really need your help, you know. Well, women are weaker and, uh, you know, a, a lot of these things are undeniable physical Facts. Yeah, now, maybe in general, I but choose. I think there are some men that I probably could arm wrestle and win. <laughs> a lot of them. All right. but, uh, <laughs> maybe. But probably me, but uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying as a, a general rule and, you know, society, I think, tends so, to sort of so you think around. So, Kelvin, it sounds like you're saying you think that more of it is nature than nurture. And I, th- I would probably disagree with that, although I, I do agree with you. Men and women are different. Sure, of course they are. Um but I, I have to make it clear that I'm not a fan of the whole, like, you know, men should be the providers and protectors. I think that puts a lot of undue pressure on them. And it's not fair to expect them to sacrifice themselves for other people. No way. And so I, as a person who is interested in gender equality, you know, I don't want to have uh, things bought for me like dinners and stuff. If I go out on a date with someone, I always offer to split it. You know, I'm not. What do you do what, if they say they demand not not to split it, though? I mean, well, well are they demanding to have me pay or they pay? <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Um, I don't remember. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think that's ever happened to me. But what you know, and by the way, I'm interested in women too. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. Um, I am not straight. Uh, and whether I go on a date with a man or with a woman, you know, I I think it's fair that we each pay for what we got. You know, unless somebody would really like to buy the other one a gift. And that's really nice. In that case, I could accept a gift, but I would probably want to give a gift back at some point in the future because I like that person. I think that's great, but I think that you know it's 
it's difficult with the gender roles for a guy to allow um, a, a woman to pay in those situations because they don't know how many times they're supposed to say, no, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to split it. I mean, they, you know, I agree, but it does make for a great dinner conversation. Oh, great. Don't you think? <laughs> no, I don't. I think that there's all <laughs> kinds of things to talk about otherwise. Um, Maybe we shouldn't go on any dates then, Mark. Well, well, I don't think that we have anything to worry about there, <laughs> frankly. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, it's not going to work for me. I can I can assure you, my uh, my wife doesn't gonna, isn't going to think me dating my uh, coworker is is really a, <laughs> an awesome idea. But uh, you know the when it comes down to the 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 male female thing, I just wonder how much of this is worth talking about because people will figure out their um you know their places in society, whatever the gender role might be through sort of uh, trial and error on their own. And, um, you know, how much hot air is just expended and people getting all flustered and upset over things that are just the way they are. And I've said, you well, know, here when on the you, show, when you have barriers to being able to live the kind of life that I've you had more live. female bosses than I've had male bosses. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I mean, end of one, does that mean that I'm being treated unfairly? Uh, do you think you've been treated unfairly? I think that I've been treated uh, according to my gender. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I've been sexually harassed at work and I've given it back to him too. You know, I mean, so, but is that, are you just perpetuating the cycle of sexual harassment? I, I thought it was kind of funny, <laughs> frankly, as long as nobody expected me to perform, I'm willing to, uh, you know, I'm willing to play the game a little bit. I thought okay. Well funny. then that's, that wouldn't be harassment, right? Cause harassment is something that bothers somebody. Right. And you weren't, you thought it was funny. You didn't, I, it didn't bother you. It didn't bother me in that okay. sense, but I, I can see how somebody would be put in that situation. I can tell the story from, you know, five different ways. And one of them certainly sounds like I got harassed. Okay. You know? Well, okay. I had a female coworker, among other things that happened, you know, came into the in, into the office that I was in. It wasn't my office. I was actually that high up the ladder. You know, she kicked the door shut with her uh, heel. There was no one in the uh, this particular area of the building, and and so it made a loud clunk. And she said, "Take your pants off." And uh, you know, I mean, this story can be told in a way. And I felt very uncomfortable. You know, but. It, I, well, you know, but, okay. I was a little uncomfortable. I'll there admit, is a double standard there. I mean, if a man did that to a woman, like there absolutely that, is a that, double standard. That would there. not happen, you know. <laughs> or maybe it would happen, but it would be a bigger deal, you know. And that's, it, you know, if if you felt uncomfortable about that, that I care about that as somebody. If if that's your, if I'm your boss or something, or if I'm trying to in HR, I don't know. I mean, everything just worked out just fine, and we well, didn't I'm glad. need we didn't need HR to. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was the HR woman, um, and we didn't need. Uh, <laughs> Okay, there you go. Well, okay, so you asked the question, is it is this just hot air? And no, it, to me, it's not hot air. Uh, to me, it matters. And there have been instances in my life. Um, I'm not going to claim that I have it, that I'm stuck in a burqa and I can't drive myself and I have to get my brother to drive me around or whatever. But yeah, there sure, there have been instances in my life where I've felt like my gender affected. Um, was how much of it is feeling and how much of it is reality? And, you know, the, the other well, part okay, is, is having you keep a, on using this term equality. And I, I have a big problem with it because it doesn't tell the whole story. What you're saying is, is that women should be able to be treated essentially how they want to, whether they want to be treated feminine, femininely or masculinely in any given situation. No, everybody should be treated fine the and they men want to. to. Um, and people should be able to be treated but in these ways. But, you know, there's this... Uh, there's, you know, society does treat the sexes different. There's no doubt, but there's there's give and take on it too. There are advantages to being a woman in society, and and that's what I was trying to get at with the dinner thing. Sure. I, I, those advantages, so called, are part of a package deal that I don't necessarily accept. Eight five five four five zero free free talk live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call in line here on the, the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. If you're hearing this on a Sunday night, we are live. So you can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. And before we go on too far here, Stephanie, I want to talk about, how, you know, there's... There's so many people trying to get a hold of precious metals, and you can't listen to talk radio. Ooh, ooh, Mises Pieces? (laughs) That's right. You can't can't listen to talk radio or even cable news network without seeing an ad for gold or silver. And it's difficult to know who to buy from because I tried to buy gold in the past before I knew a little bit about it. And it's dizzying. First, I want to, you know, I just want some gold. And then they're before you know it, they're trying to sell you Civil War one ounce pieces, and you know you don't you don't know anything about these collectors pieces. It's nice to be able to go and do some comparison shopping. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and we've got some of the best rates that you're going to be able to find from the mainline uh, gold distributors. We've teamed up with Midas Resources. They're uh, they also own Genesis Communications Network, which is the syndicate with which we are, but by which we are broadcast. And you can go there and check t- out all kinds of gold and silver coins, U.S. Eagles, uh, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, um, the as you mentioned, the Ludwig von Mises piece. So you can get more than one. You'll have Mises pieces. Walking Liberty halves. And, uh, you know, there's even a thousand uh, dimes. Uh, you know, you can get a thousand pre-1965 dimes and use those to uh, trade mm, with. Cool. Whether you want, uh, you know, want them for an investment, barter currency, or, you know, just as a hedge against inflation. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to, I believe it's Dason in Utah. Dason, you're on Free Talk Hello? Live. Hello. Hi. I would like to comment further on your guys' discussion on the difference between men and women. Okay. You see, for a long time, I've been studying and trying to figure out what truly is masculine and what truly is feminine outside of merely societal programming. Okay. Because I know they exist. Everybody knows they exist, but society has essentially a pressure valve that forces us into states that we don't necessarily fit into. Right. I, agree. I, would, I would agree with I that. Agree. On top of that, there's a major misconception that men are dominant. When it comes to certain aspects, men are dominant, but when it comes to others, women are actually the true dominant ones. So what, they're the more dominant communicators, they're more dominant in organizing household and societal factions. In fact, I don't believe it was until substantially later in the evolution of men that men actually rose up and took control. So I'm trying to get this. Um, you know, you're just saying sort of statistically women are superior communicators. And I always wonder why are there more talk show hosts that are male um, if women are superior Well, who listens to talk radio? Uh, Men. A, a lot of well, – uh, 
Yep. 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 Statistically, they do. A lot of women listen to talk radio, but they'll often listen to like the morning shows or the, uh, you know, lifestyle talk, things like that. Jason? Well, the answer for that is simply due to the chemicals that they receive within the uterus. The female brain actually develops a larger communication cortex of their brain, while the men have a smaller one and a larger cortex for sex and aggression. Um, I don't know if that is completely accurate. A lot of those neuroscience studies have been um, pretty biased, and I recommend you check out the book uh, Delusions of Gender by Cordelia Fine. She's a neuroscientist who actually started to write a book about the differences, you know, brain differences, hardwired brain differences between men and women. And what she found when she was actually doing the research for that book was that a lot of those studies that so-called proved differences were were not true, were not, you know, were like she were biased, were bunk. Um, so it's a very... Uh, yeah, I completely understand what you're coming from because, like, for instance, people try to prove that homosexuality is a genetic code rather than mental programming by saying... A straight guy and a gay guy both get a brain scan, and there will be differences. But what they don't tell you is the fact that if you get a straight guy and another straight guy with a brain scan, Sorry, was my first they question have the same be... differences. Sure. Mm-hmm. You see, I know that on a more intimate level. I've, my entire life I've considered myself straight, but recently I've been working on changing that because I am currently in love with two people. One is a man, one's a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know... The brain is more placid and flexible than people think. I agree but, with that. I think probably also more people are bisexual than than led on to it. And if there's this culture were more permissive about that, then more, more people would probably identify that way. Yeah, there's this Kinsey scale out there that uh, sort of rates people from, is it zero to seven? Is that the number? Zero to six. Although zero we, to six. we like to joke that like zero is completely straight, six is completely gay. Okay. But we like to joke that Derek J is a seven, seven. because yeah. he's so gay. And, and, but I mean, don't men generally sit closer to one end or the other? Um, and then... um, they they do, although we what we don't know is how much of that is because of cultural pressures, because it is way less acceptable for men to openly identify as bisexual than it is for women to, for instance, and it's more acceptable. Why is it okay for women, for men to, uh, you know, identify as gay, but not as a bisexual? I mean, what's the problem there? Uh, well, I don't know if it's, it's maybe quote, okay, according to society, even for them to identify as gay, but clearly some of them are doing it. Well, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. I just think, um, it is more socially acceptable for women um, to be affectionate with one another and also to, you know, experiment. Sometimes experiment those pillow with... fights really do turn into something more. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Jason? Well, personally, I think the reason for why people find it hard to accept bisexuals is because both sides, the extremely radical straights and the extremely radical gays, don't want to believe in bisexuality. Yes, they because like that means people have the other. right. And actually, in the gay rights movement, historically, a major argument that it has that has been put out there by gay people who want rights, basically, and who want to be taken seriously has been, look, we don't have a choice. This is our orientation. We're stuck with it. So give us our rights. And but with bisexuals, it's hard to fit them in with that paradigm, because to a certain extent, they do sort of have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it damages that that argument. So actually, bi's haven't really been... There are some people who say bi's haven't really been accepted in the gay rights movement uh, historically. Also, yeah, honestly, I've never touched the gay rights mu- movement. It doesn't really interest me because 
they're run by commies. <laughs> well, I suppose it's possible. not all of them. You should check out Flaming Freedom. Afford. That's a liberty oriented gay radio show. That's Flaming yeah, Freedom. But I'm talking about the vast majority. Sure. Well, uh, so do you consider yourself bi? I mean, uh, like basically you said you identified as straight most of your life well, and then you fell in love with two people, a man and a woman. And are you mm-hmm. like, are you uh, romantically attracted to the man? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. So what is there to to work on changing? Well, unfortunately, I still have negative mental programming due to my religious background being raised mm. as a moron. I mean, a moron. And, <laughs> I see. And, gotcha. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, actually, Mormons are... pressures that say this is wrong, it's hard to overcome certain disorders, I suppose. Yeah, I, I really feel for you. I was closeted too for a long time, but no more. <laughs> I hope you can well, get, get past that, find some, you know, community, realize that there are other people out there who are men and who are bi, and it's totally okay. Well, actually, I never was interested in guys until I met the guy I'm currently with, mm-hmm. because I viewed them as a beautiful sunset. I could admire it, but it just doesn't necessarily sexually turn me on. Mm-hmm. And then you but allowed I yourself. Everybody's born bisexual, and we don't learn preference until later on. And I'm just trying to correct that error. I wonder. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know what the the case is, but I can tell you that. Um, you know, I think there in might watching be some... my son, he has. Uh, you know, I haven't tried to put any particular um, gender you know roles on him or anything like that. But man, he loves things with wheels, and uh, you know, the, like all the sort of classic boy stuff. He just he's just really into that kind of thing. He had a dollhouse that he played with. He used to take Superman and Batman and put them in there and beat on the top of it with uh, with um, you know one of the supervillains or whatever, and. Uh, you know, he's he's played with the you know played with other um, toys that weren't necessarily gender appropriate. You know, and I just wonder how I I, th- I think I like the Kinsey scale thing. It seems to me that some people are born this way and some people are born that way, and you know who knows where you're going to show up, and it's all fine and if it, you can find is, other people that are interested. I I think it's okay to accept and embrace any way a child chooses to express himself, even if it is like completely conforming to like in Jack's case, like he chooses the, the quote boy toys and that's fine. As long as it's freely chosen, you know, as long as you're not hitting him, if he puts on a dress or whatever, <laughs> he doesn't have a dress. Jason, uh, <laughs> thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. You think I'm abusing him just because I haven't been b- bought him a dress? <laughs> no, not at all. 855 He loves to dress up. Maybe he'd like one. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Whatever you want to talk about. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.
Talk Live, 855-453. This is, uh, we're kicking off the third hour here of the Sunday night edition. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Time flies, Mark. That that it does. It, well, it's an easy job. Of course, it's fun <laughs> to sit here and talk to people on the radio. Um, Dream job. You know, it's not like we're laying brick or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's nice. Um, you can give us a call at 855-450-3733 here on, uh, well, you know, I guess you could be li- listening in different time zones. I was going to say on a Sunday evening, but, you know, it's, it may not even be Sunday. We do have listeners are. all over the world. Yeah, I, I can't. I, we're drive time in Tokyo, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 855-450-3733. And in the meantime, we're going to come up with the show prep. Stephanie, you've got something there that I've uh, actually got a matching article that's very similar. It's on women in the military. Yeah, we were kind of on the same uh, page tonight about this, about wanting to talk about this. I just caught this out of the corner of my eye. I think at one point I signed a online petition against um, SOPA and PIPA. And it was on the website change.org, yes. where there are a lot of people who start their own petitions and get people to sign them. And it'll email you. And if you're interested, you can check it out some of them interest me sometimes not i get the change.org emails too and i always thought that i thought initially they were a campaign website for barack obama but maybe i'm wrong (laughs) Um, (laughs) they in my experience they tend to be more like liberal oriented yes uh, causes uh, and sometimes they don't appeal to me but in this case i thought this was important and worth talking about because this is certainly not the only place i've heard about this whole phenomenon i've read a lot of different articles including by um kelly B. Vallejos, who wrote the article that you have, yes, she writes a lot on antiwar.com. Minds at antiwar.com, and it says why women, women should not enlist. And I would say why anyone should not enlist, but this is specifically relevant to women because there is a very high incidence of rape of women in the military, and probably men too, I would guess, although... I haven't heard that much about it, but, you know, there are some people who say that if you're a woman in the U.S. military, you have like a, you know, one third to one half of them get raped or sexually assaulted at during the time that they're, they're there. And so that is a huge, uh, a huge deal. And and I, so the first thing that comes up in my mind when this is said is it's just a it's so stunning to me that I, my mind refuses to accept it. Um, and yep, I think a lot of people think that um, what. I, you know, what I wonder to myself is the slippery way the statistics are used because mm-hmm. you said raped or sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And what does it, what is an assault? An assault can be verbal. It can be physical. Yep. Are we talking about a slap on the bottom when she goes by, um, you know, in a sexualized manner? It's not like I've never done this before. Am I a rapist? I don't no. think so. Um, but. You know, in a professional environment or something that's supposed to be professional, you probably wouldn't expect that. I can see why you wouldn't expect it, but it's not rape, right? Like, and it shouldn't be called rape, and it shouldn't be put in the same category as rape. I mean, no, it's 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 different. It's different than rape. Um, I don't know what happens to the you know thousands, dozens of thousands of women who this happens to, but I have heard specific uh, stories that. You know, from multiple people who were actually in the military, I was not, I'm not a veteran, but, um, and I'm glad because of the stories that I've heard that say things like, you know, there will be instances where four men will hold a woman down like each limb and one of them will rape her and people will follow women into bathrooms and hit them over the head and rape them. Like just really brutal stuff like that. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. And I guess when you're taught, you know, to accept killing as part of your job and something that you go through all the time, this kind of stuff becomes more likely because you do start to see people in a different light as objects 
And it's very common know. in war. Rape yeah. is extremely common in war. Oh, sure. Um, Rape and war have been, uh, you know, inexorably linked. I think that just now um, there there have been, okay, there have been militaries in the past where it was unacceptable and they would execute uh, people for rape. But probably more times than not um, that rape has been, uh, you know, part of it. And, you know, what Google people... the uh, Nanking massacre. It was a famous incident of, of rape in the, I think it was the Sino-Japanese war mm-hmm. where, where like an entire village was just massacred and every woman and child were like repeatedly raped. This is and, going on all the time in Africa. Um, yes. You know, rape is used as a weapon right now today yes. um, and in war in Africa. And I think that you know that there's something to be said that if it's if it if it's if you're capable and if you're put into a situation and you have to slide a sword into the gut of you know a man after man after man then you're probably capable of raping some woman at that point you know other human beings are just beasts to yeah, do with you, what you have as to be you very please. very disconnected not only from yourself but from connecting with other seeing other people as human beings that and, have the same uh you know rights as you basically. and then What's it like in reintegrating back into society at any time period, even today, when, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was putting bullets in people's heads over mm-hmm. in the Middle East. And now I'm a police officer and or now border I, patrol. Know, or, or whatever. You yeah. know, I mean, that, that certainly happens. Uh, certainly, I there's feel some really police concerned. departments look for military uh, people, former military. Yeah. But a lot of them just come back and they, their minds crumple. With the, uh, you know, the crushing shame of what they've been through and things like that. That's what it seems to be what um, what what PTSD is about. They've done studies and PTSD is worse on the people who feel shame, not for the people who've been through horrifying incidents. Mm -hmm. And certainly people go through horrifying incidents, but PTSD for them isn't as isn't as deep and doesn't last as long as it does for the people who feel shame over their actions or the um, you know collective actions of the group with which they were um, you know uh, uh, hanging out with at that point. Yeah, uh, not to bring out a cliche, but war is hell, and I mean, and it starts to be like anything no goes. So let me read the, read you um, what this person had to say. This is by. Nicole McCoy, she was a Lance Corporal in the Marines for over three years, and she says she joined the military because she wanted to serve her country. In the time that she was in there, in uh, three years, she was raped twice and sexually assaulted another two times. The first time it happened, she was serving abroad in Afghanistan. Uh, She says, after that first incident, I was assaulted three other times over the course of three years. It came to happen so often that I assumed it was normal and that it must happen to everyone. I never received any training on how to deal with sexual assault in the military. I didn't even know how to report it. And this is something that a lot of people say that if women in the military, if this happens to them and they try to report it, they will not be taken seriously. They will be blamed for it. They'll be they'll say, well, you shouldn't have had sex and then regretted it um, or stop complaining to me. I can't do anything about it. In her case, and another she, another thing is is that um, you know it doesn't benefit the military to handle these situations because they've got to be put in the statistics and and there are people out there that don't like the military. I don't like it as an institution. Um, you know, I mean, I don't I, I don't hate the people that are in it because I could have very well have been one of those people, but I don't like the military as an institution because well, it's an institution whose uh, sole whose uh, you know stated purpose is to kill people and break things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. Big things, big expensive things on a societal level. And I don't, you know, I don't think that's the greatest way to solve problems. I think it's been employed far too many times in the last century to solve problems. I think there are better ways to solve problems. Can't forget that you can't bring peace by force. 
but people the ends and the means have to be don't, compatible. They don't want to give those statistics. They don't want to give a further weapon to the peaceniks like me uh, by you know allowing rapes to be reported. Let's go to James in Kentucky. James, mm-hmm. you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. Um, well, I was wondering um, what Stephanie's opinion uh, would be. Um, you're talking about terminology earlier, and um, that Stephanie, you don't like to be called a girl. What about um, you're in a relationship with someone? Girlfriend. What? Yeah, yeah. that's a good I, question. I don't like the word word girlfriend or boyfriend. It is neither a boy or a girl nor my friend. Um, so I call them a partner. <laughs> Well, partners are for, are for cowboys, and uh, I mean, you know, like it's this this confusing term. It's this co-opted confusing. Okay, term. life partner, sex partner, whatever you know, a, I, a partner. I, I think you need to use a term. It's becoming more common. It is becoming more common. But it, it, what about a business partner? I went in, you know, business when, I, partner. when I'm going around with Ian, and I say this is my partner. <laughs> Some people get confused, by right? That, I'm so sure, I mean, yeah. you know, hey, get your own damn word. <laughs> you know, like we had a word for partner. Um, you know. Okay. Well, if I guess if we were married or partnered long term I might call him my spouse I don't know uh, but yeah, I, I use partner I like that word I don't you I do use not whatever word makes you happy yeah. but um, yeah go into business with him James <laughs> uh, do you have anything else I was just wondering if Stephanie still does the pork therapy show yes I do porctherapy.com is my website thanks for the call thank you free talk live Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about... Uh, the military. Rape, rape and, rapes in the military. Yeah, and it's, uh, not a very light subject, yeah. but it's important. Indeed. Uh, but when it comes to potential police abuse or, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, people lying in traffic incidents. It's important to have a witness to protect yourself. It's insurance against, frankly, the inevitable. If you drive enough, you're going to get into an accident. If you get into enough accidents, you're going to be in a situation where somebody's story doesn't kind of match up with reality. And, you know, that person may be a law enforcement officer. That may be, person may be... Uh, no, you know, that never citizen. happens. Well, it could certainly happen. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, you know, even the people who are reporting the abuses are sometimes wrong. But what's not wrong is video and audio. And you can have the GPS black box dash cam, which is this great device that uh, I've got in my car. And it immediately turns on. I turn on the key. I do nothing to it. It comes on, bring, makes a little little noise to let me know that an angel has gotten its wings, and it is doing its thing. It's recording audio and video. Uh, it's got my GPS, the direction, the speed, the whole deal, everything you might need. And if anything happens on the road, I'm going to know that I've got the truth uh, in that audio, in that video. 
you know, hopefully the truth matches up with what I remember, but I'll have the truth nonetheless. <laughs> and you can go to freedomcam.net to acquire one of these. Uh, I really recommend it. I highly recommend it at freedomcam.net. They aren't cheap, but good insurance never is. Freedomcam.net. So, Stephanie, um, you know, I guess go on here. I've, I'm reading some of the statistics in, um, you know, cases of sexual assault and in the military, and it's, it's scary. Yeah, I, I feel scared by it, too. And if anybody is listening to us right now, I think this is an important point to make. If anybody is listening and is thinking about enlisting, I highly suggest you consider it very carefully. There's a great video from, I think, Veterans for Peace be called Before You Enlist. You can search for it on YouTube. It's called Before You Enlist. And it has uh, a lot of people who were in the military, both men and women, who are talking about the reasons that they regret joining and also, it has a section specifically for females talking about the things that you will experience as a woman in the military. And what's it called? Before you enlist. Mm-hmm. I would think that this article from antiwar.com would be, um, you know, from what, the woman's name is uh, Kelly B. Vallejos. Um, yeah, and in, she was a fairly high-ranking person in the military. She was an officer, um, and you know, there's. It doesn't seem to be limited to enlisted uh, females either. This is, um, mm. you know, this. <clears throat> it happens. It seems to happen at all level and uh, levels, and it's it's frightening. Yeah. Um, so in this particular case, we were reading um, this Change.org petition from Nicole McCoy, who was a lance corporal in the Marines for about three years, and she was uh, raped twice and assaulted another two times sexually uh, during the time that she was in there, and she was, you know, basically tried to report this. They actually told her that. Like when she tried to report this, she said she was led through a maze of questions and excuses and was even discouraged from reporting the crimes. And in the end, instead of getting justice, I was ostracized and humiliated. The military actually told her that they were, quote, going green and that to revise the discharge papers with another checkbox to indicate that somebody had been, you know, charged with sex crimes or something like that would be too much paperwork. So they weren't willing to do that. So the extra ink on the paper would be yeah. not green? Yes. That's insane. Now, um, and now this, that, is, this is to get sex offenders on a sex offender registry, right? Um, she, so what she says is that people... Because people, I guess, as I understand, as I had read the article, um, is, is that if you commit a sex crime in the military, you're not a sex offender correct. in real life. Yeah, um, she said she learned that there's currently no military sex offender registry and that offenders are not required to disclose their crimes on their discharge papers. Now, I'm not sure, and I think I probably disagree with the whole idea of there being a sex offender registry. There are always going to be people who are caught up on that. And like you often say on this, Mark, um, if somebody serves, you know, if somebody is punished for a crime or whatever, then that should be the end of it. You know, they shouldn't carry around the scarlet letter for the rest of their life. But in this case, they're... You know, the accusations or the or the crimes that they're charged with aren't even going on the discharge papers at all. Well, I think that um, I, I, my, my opinion on the sex offender registry is a little more nuanced than that. OK, um, I think that, A, um, you should be sentenced to whatever you're sentenced to. So you should be sentenced to the sex offender registry if you're going to be sentenced to the sex offender registry. Yeah. And it shouldn't include people who are peeing behind a tree, um, you know, on a, at a party or something like that. And, and it really does in some states. Oh, yeah. Um, it also should be very, very very, very clear who is on it. Um, If you're going to, you know, I mean, I think that people's charges should be very clear on these registries. And I think they're getting better over time, but for a while there, they weren't. I mean, you know, the the guy who pees behind a tree is right next to the guy who, you know, or the the woman or whomever, the the predator out there that has been doing horrifying things to children. And 
also I think that we need to be very clear as to what the difference, what the definition of a child is. I think that somebody, you know, a 17 year old that has consensual sex with a 14 year old isn't a rapist. It's not the same as it's a, just as, as, as a 30 year old who, you know, sodomizes a three-year-old that's right. in their care yeah. this is an entirely different situation and um that these things need to be need to be clear but i think that people should be sentenced to the sex offender registry rather than just um you know putting them on these lists of willy-nilly anybody who's anybody who's got any kind of cr- crime that has to do with you know their their genitals whether it's peeing behind a tree or whatever mm-hmm. shouldn't be be put on these but i think that a sex offender registry may be the very best kind of sentence because I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Should there also be a burglar registry or violent crime registry? I think, uh, you know, I think I'd like to see more studies on sex, uh, sex offenders, because it seems like a, the kind of crime that is deeper in someone's psyche. You know, mm-hmm. I can choose to my, for myself. I, I was a burglar. I have burglarized houses in my life. Uh-huh. I've done this. I have now decided for me um, that, well, this doesn't work. I mean, it's not it's not moral and morality works and it makes you have a better life. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do that. Um, it just it, it's not beneficial. Whereas changing my sexual orientation would be an extraordinarily difficult thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't and care how people... long you throw me in jail. I'm still going to find women attractive. Sure. And yeah, I OK, I agree with that. Um, so but in some cases, when women are raped in the military and they try to report it, the woman will actually get discharged from the military with with a diagnosis of a personality disorder. And this is what Kelly Vallejos has written about before. And so if they are diagnosed with a personality disorder, that means they don't get health care afterwards from the VA. And yeah, so basically they are being blamed for what happened to them. And I, I mean, that just seems really backwards to me, blaming the victim. And preventing them from getting health care. Uh, this person, um, Nicole McCoy, is saying, I don't, and I don't know, I, maybe I shouldn't even say these statistics because I'm not sure exactly where she gets them from. But she says in this petition that if you serve in the U.S. military and you rape or sexually assault a fellow service member, you have an 86.5% chance of keeping the crime a secret and a 92% chance of avoiding court martial. Now, that sounds pretty high if it's accurate. I mean, uh, I don't know how she figures that out because most of these do go unreported. But if it's accurate, then that's shocking. Well, uh, you know, I was looking at another article here on the amount of uh, rapes that go on in sort of the boot camp situation. And if you Mm -hmm. can imagine, you know, a sergeant or whatever who's yelling at you all day long and Mm -hmm. then um, comes and uh, rapes you. I mean, any recruit could just say that that happened because it's not like no woman has ever used the accusation of rape as a weapon either. So it gets very confusing. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about. 
Here in the, uh, what is the second to last segment of Free Talk Live, we'd uh, love to have you call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about at 855-450-3733. When you're doing your online shopping, and you probably do some online shopping, because every year more and more people do it, and you may go to, you know, Amazon. When you do, go to shop.freetalklive.com first, because there you can click through to the Amazon of your country and do your shopping that way. Free Talk Live gets a little spiff, um, you know, so you get the same prices, the same service, the same selection as you would normally get from Amazon. And Free Talk Live gets a little bonus. It's great for us. And, uh, you know, it's a nice way to help. Shop.freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. And we have been talking about these disturbing articles that we have uh, regarding just the quantity of rapes that go on in the military. And they don't mention male rapes, but I would be willing to bet that that happens, too. Yeah. You know, what is the difference between a male rape and hazing, too? Um, You know, there's certainly been hazing incidences that look a lot like rape, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would I would say that uh, fits into both. You know, like maybe pure hazing is is physical violence and psychological uh, harassment or abuse, whereas rape is actual penetration, unwanted yep. penetration. Penetration by what? I mean, you just, anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So I mean, you know, so if you penetrate someone with a sex toy, it's this. You know, it's still rape. You know, and it's unwanted. Agreed, but that I mean, it could fit into the category of hazing at that point too. So, and it just gets difficult to to yeah. sort of quantify these things. And the other thing, well, there's about- been a lot of attention on hazing in the military too, which de- you yes. know, deserves attention. That's important. I mean, any group where you have a big authoritarian hierarchical power structure, there is going to be hazing, and people will do shocking things, and people in it will think it's normal. Because well, it's all around them. And, and this is, you know, it gets so, di- it's so difficult because of the nature of the organization. It's, it's so difficult for us to sit on the outside. I've never been hazed in an office place. Yeah. Because no one would ever haze you in an office place because it's not the appropriate kind of thing. Really? What was that paddle you brought out when I came to join Free Talk Live? <laughs> well, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 you're not supposed to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> What, what, what goes on off the air, Stephanie, stays off the air. The, <laughs> you left the cam on. <laughs> so, uh, but when you're talking about the military, it's an entirely different kind of job. It's the kind of job where you absolutely, positively have to be able to trust the person on the side, um, on, on you know, to either side of you. And that means that, you know, there are ways to create... Uh, you know, effectively and uh, sort of cheaply from a societal angle. And that's what I would call hazing is this cheap kind of bonding experience. Bonding um, over shared trauma. It really is. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. But oh, and you, know, people you will wouldn't go say that great... it's not effective either, you know, because it is effective in building, um, you know, is building these kinds of relationships. Maybe I mean, maybe it creates like a pseudo trust, I guess. But I mean, gosh, do some trust falls. You know, you don't have to hit each other. I, I understand what you're saying, um, but it's it, you don't have to make each other eat pig poop or whatever goes on at I'm, frats and military. I mean, does anybody make anyone eat pig poop? I have a story. Oh God, <laughs> I don't really want to tell it, but let's, yes, that does happen. Let's hear. Je- let's hear what Jeff in Asheville has to say. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I spent uh, 12 years in the Coast Guard. Uh, joined in '78, and. Uh, I got out in 91, and I've never, uh, my whole time in there was never any incidents mm-hmm. of any kind of thing like that at all. 
And, and you know, um, I, I think that so your incident, your yeah, your experiences, I'm glad this to hear didn't that. happen. I'm glad to hear that. One part of this article here that um, you know it says is that year on year on year, the uh, I guess there are growths in the number of uh, of rapes. So I don't know. You know, I, I can't speak to what happened in 1991. And it may very well be that some of these statistics are overblown because it's impossible for them to say. They're speculating that 80% of cases go unreported, but you can only speculate in that arena, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, actually, um, <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I mean, I did meet a girl on board the ship. She came on. She was a student, and I met her in her stateroom. But that was, you know, consensual. She didn't and change her story later, right? No, not at all. I mean, never. Nothing ever came from it. Yep. Well, that, I mean, it was and that's good like, news. You know, and so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to hear stories of that, um, it's got to be something that's happening uh, recently. Maybe because of what's going on over you know overseas. The Coast, the Coast Guard could be a little different too. I'm not intimately familiar with it, but maybe it's different in different branches, and the time frame is for sure. And of course, you're you're a man, so you know. It's more, you know, yeah. they're saying that women are more likely to get raped. I don't know how often it happens to men. I haven't seen that, but yeah. Right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Jeff. the Coast Guard is like one of, you know, they, they, they're laid back. They don't get a whole lot of recognition. Um, I've already complained to some of the uh, stores about not carrying Coast Guard stuff when they carry every other branch of the service stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> I mean, we're like, uh, you know, like the the fallen service or the forgotten service. The fifth, the fifth wheel of the. Uh, and we the, were the first. The, is it so? That's interesting. Yes. Thanks for 1790. the call. Seventeen ninety. Seventeen ninety. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And he, what he brings up is, you know, it's this other aspect of this. Is, you know, if it's like I'd said uh, as we were going out uh, previously, it's not like. It's not like a rape has never the accusation of rape has never been um, used as a uh, tool uh, to you know by somebody who hasn't been raped in order to get what they want, and you know the 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 concept of a pig pile as it were um, you know one person makes an accusation and another one comes and another one comes so it's difficult to know who's making the uh, the the real accusations and. I, you know, I, I hesitate when I see these numbers that are reported and then saying that, uh, you know, those numbers, the 80 percent of cases are not reported. So that means that, you know, this number needs to be multiplied by five in order to find the real number. And then you're talking about a lot of rapes going on. And I don't know. I mean, it's just there are a lot of people who say it is a, like a systemic problem, though, mm-hmm. that they have tried yeah. to report it and they don't well, get taken seriously. And there are so many people who write about this. I I kind of tend to believe it just because there are so many independent people saying, yeah, this is what's going I on. I believe there's a problem, and I don't believe we know what the numbers are. Yeah, and I, it's I difficult agree. to know. Um, here's uh, This is a quote here from uh, Lieutenant Ariana Clay, um, who she's of the Marine Corps says, um, and I believe that lieutenants in the Marine Corps is therefore what the, you know, like a relatively the O two O three something like that. So it's a relatively low position. Um, just the other day I saw a girl running along the side of the road. She looked like she was about the high school age and she was wearing a USMC t-shirt. And I thought if she joins, then she's going to have to accept rape and the destruction of her life. I cannot wow, in good faith words. recommend anyone to join the way the organization is set up now. I would not wish it on anybody. And, you know, that, that that's her quote. That's not my quote. That's her quote. And, 
you know, I mean, it, how she obviously this woman's damaged in some way. Um, you know, how does that present itself and what caused it? I don't know. But I mean, you know, she's she claims to be raped and it can be very difficult to, you know, I know that there were always difficulties in reporting rape previously. That's the claims. Um, and yeah. the. You know, the military has no they have no benefit um, to themselves in allowing rapes to be reported. So, you know, how's it go? Mm-hmm. The caller just calls in. He says that he didn't have any experience like that. I totally believe him. I totally sure. believe there are probably him. a lot of people who, who haven't experienced it. And a lot of them are men <laughs> or, yeah, right. or women, too. I mean, not every woman is going to get raped in the military, but it's a big enough problem that people are writing about it and talking about it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I went through, uh, I was in prison myself for... He said he didn't get hazed either, didn't he? I don't remember. I didn't hear... He said he didn't experience anything like that, so I don't know... Oh, I didn't ask him about hazing. Right. I I I was in prison for eight and a half years, and people, the the first questions they want to know is, uh, you know, did you get raped in prison? I never even saw anything like that happen. Okay, Um, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I'd heard that it happened to other people. And, you know, some people would point at this one guy who walked funny and said that he had uh, been raped um, and that he, you know, they had to take him to the hospital and get him operated on and that kind of thing. But I don't know that that was the case. I never talked to him about it. There were certainly people there willing to get to, uh, you know, do things, you know, for money or whatever. Mm -hmm. 855-450-FREE. We can get you here in the final segment of uh, Free Talk Live, Sunday Night Edition. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453, the SACL toll-free call in line. We might be able to sneak you, sneak you in here in the final segment, 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Live Sunday edition. And, you know, lighten it up here in the final segment. I, I'm a big believer in the marketplace. I'm a big believer in freedom. And um, one of the reasons is, is I just think that, did, you know, so many wonderful things can be created. And technology sets us free. That's I, I really believe that. And here's a new technology that isn't going to set you free from the dentist and brushing your teeth, but it might certainly help in that arena. And maybe this is all poppycock or whatever, but it's uh, coming from the dailymail.co.uk. And uh, the Daily Mail, eh, somewhat marginal uh, newspaper. It's a gray area. (laughs) I I really love the idea. And if this this doesn't pan out to be true, something like this is going to happen in the future. And it's a product called Keep 32. And it can protect your mouth for many, many hours, a single dose. Apparently, it can be added to food. By the way, I don't like the idea of people adding food, things to my food. That- oh, yeah. I get a little <laughs> nervous when they start talking about... A couple of years ago, there were some people talking about adding statin drugs to the water. Oh, yeah. Because they claim that you know everybody can benefit from lowering their cholesterol with these things and... That's not true because some people can't tolerate them. You know, they get muscle aches and liver inflammation and it's just not 
good for everybody. Indeed. But People I, are different. <laughs> um, but it could be, it certainly can go into toothpa- toothpaste. And it apparently is a significantly more effective in, uh, in killing off the bacteria that cause cavities. Does that mean they're going to take the fluoride out of the water? Can I take my tinfoil hat off yet? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I wonder about the floor. I, I might be tinfoil hatty when it comes to the fluoride in the water. Actually, me too. I, I, I wonder if people might be surprised to hear this, but I do filter the fluoride out of my water. I think that, you know, I've heard a lot of claims about fluoride. And you're a medical student. Uh, yes. Um, Soon to be a PhD. This, is, this right? is not medical advice, but, you know, I, I do this myself. And the reason I do it is because I've heard a lot of claims about fluoride that it's not very good for you. You can overload on it. And I think that if somebody is going to be taking a drug, they should be having informed consent about the drug that they're taking. They shouldn't be dosed with it based on how much water they drink. There are different types of fluoride. Fluoride's definitely a poison. So, um, you know, these are two things that... Well, fluoride uh, is in, in tea, like the tea that I'm drinking right now. It's probably a different form. It is a different form. There than, are different types of fluoride, yep. and, and, you know, d- there are different levels of toxicity and different levels of benefit to, um, you know, creating a dentifrice and, uh, you know, strengthening teeth and mm-hmm. things like that. So these are all interesting facts about fluoride, but I just don't like the idea of some municipal worker with no, uh, with, with no liability at all for what they do, mm-hmm. you know, putting fluoride in the water, especially when it comes to young kids. Um, you know, you don't know, you know, what level of fluoride they can handle. They don't let kids. And it varies based on how much water you drink. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not, the first rule of, of med- you know, practically the first rule of pharmacokinetics is like, you know, the dose makes the poison, right? Yes. And how can you even know that somebody's getting the correct dosage when people drink widely varying amounts of water? Indeed. <laughs> so anyway. This they is a- teach you, by the way, that this is like the greatest medical advance ever, you what, know. Putting like, fluoride in the water? Putting fluoride in the water. It's prevented all these cavities and stuff like that. And I, I just... I don't know. And even if, you know, if it helps some people, but it hurts others, is it justified? I don't know. Why not let people choose if they want to have it in their water? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, Anyway, this product is called Keep 32. And uh, there are 32 teeth in the human mouth. Uh, Oh, clever. Yeah. And this comes from Chile, right? Right. Uh, Apparently, it was created by dentists in in Chile. And, uh, you know, the idea is, is that it, uh, you know, kills off these bacteria much more successfully than, um, you know, it could be in the market in 14 to 18 months, uh, say. Really? Uh, Even with the FDA? That kind of surprises this me. This is from dailymail.co.uk. So uh, who knows which market it'll be in? Well, but, in the UK. I, OK, so in Europe, they do actually approve drugs faster than here in the US. The FDA has this very high threshold for, you know, for approving drugs and mm-hmm. requires a lot of uh, studies and stuff like that. Even still, some unsafe drugs get passed or some drugs that are unsafe for some people. Uh, but yeah, and in the UK, they also have socialized dentistry. And I've heard stories, I don't know if these are true or biased or whatever, but I've heard stories of people that literally, um, like they sell tooth extraction kits or something mm-hmm. like that, where you can take out your own tooth rather than... You have to go to the dentist yeah. because it's so long of a wait or you can't get in to see a dentist or exactly. these kind of things. And I've heard stories from the other side. I don't know. Yep. Um and we don't live there. We live in New Hampshire. But <laughs> tooth extraction isn't that uh, difficult of a task to to do. So you'd think that they'd have you know some low level, poorly qualified dentist do it. I don't. I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it says here the chemical targets Streptococcus mut- mutans, uh-huh. the uh, yeah. bacteria that turns the sugar in your mouth into lactic acid, which then erodes tooth enamel. Mm-hmm. Of and course, 
there's an easy way to get around that is not eat as much sugar or yeah, brush your teeth frequently. You know, you you do the paleo diet, and yeah. that means that you don't. Uh, you, you probably haven't had a cavity since. Um, no, yeah, my teeth are great, very very strong. And the, on this paleo diet, you what basically consume meat and vegetables and not carbohydrates or sugars, right? Yeah, I've I've actually been sugar free for about well a little more than ten years. Um, I started off eating just a low carbohydrate diet because mm-hmm. I was overweight and I wanted to lose weight, which I did very successfully on that. And then just recently, I sort of tweaked a couple of things and switched to the paleo diet, which which involved like you know switching to grass fed meat and cutting out legumes and and gluten and all grains. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very um, big of a change from what I was already eating, but I did notice some improvements. And yeah, my what teeth- kind of improvements? Can you talk about them on the air? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one thing was that I had this allergic dermatitis on my hands where my hands would be really sensitive to chemicals like soaps and stuff. My fingers would be dry like and red crackly. And, and, yeah, and in painful. the worst case scenario, sometimes they'd, they'd bleed. bleed. Yep. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. And and that actually, I had tried everything. I, I had been putting Vaseline on my hands like 20 times a day and put steroids on it. Nothing helped. Um, and You then, probably have more access to uh, medicines than the average person being a medical student. Um, well, I wasn't like, exper- I, I mean, I went to doctors and stuff like but that. But you would even know what to me- ask for too. I mean. Sure. Yeah. And, and none of it, none of it helped. Um, it was a, you know, kind of a band aid at best. But then when I went paleo, um, this went away and my skin is back to normal. And you had no idea that was going to happen. It just happened to be something that occurred. Well, I was guessing because supposedly, you know, the theory behind paleo diet is that, you know, you're eating a diet that's closer to what early humans ate and it's decreasing the amount of inflammation in your body. Mm -hmm. And um, so my skin problem could have been coming from within, basically, like the level of inflammation inside was too high. Uh, So, you know, that's kind of what happened to me. I also noticed some other changes. Uh, One of them, uh, maybe not talk about on the air, but (laughs) definitely my my health uh, overall is better. Sort of innards. No, uh, my my bra size increased. Oh well, there's nothing talk- wrong with talking about that. What what <laughs> what? <laughs> the cup size increased and the band size decreased. Okay. So I like I guess I trimmed up around the back and the breasts got larger. So well, hold on. Uh, so if your breasts <laughs> this stayed- is a by the way, women blog about this on the internet. You can see people who this has happened What's to. What's the as phenomenon well. called? I don't know. Just dial Google paleo diet breast growth or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are going to want to know about that. And um, mm. now I did. Said, I I checked it out. <laughs> now you said that if you're, um, what's the 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 size the waist size? It's not really your waist size. The, your chest size. Yeah, that's the band size. Band so size like decreased. A, a bra will be like a thirty four D, and the right. thirty four is the band size. The D is the cup size. Right. And basically, but if your band size decreases. Then your cups, but your breasts stay the same size. Then they will necessarily increase in cup size because they, you know, because it's it has to do with uh, the ratio. Uh, yeah, the cup size has to do with the ratio. Right, it's, a D is four uh, four inches larger than that band size. So your size yes. would be a thirty eight. Uh, a, th- a 38 around the largest portion of your breast, and then a 34 around the band size. That's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, for a 34D. Um, so if your breast stayed the same size and then your band size decreased, then you know that they would your cup size would increase by whatever the corresponding number is that the band size decreased. So if your band size decreased by two, but your breast stayed the same size, then wouldn't your uh, wouldn't you go up to a mm, F uh, at that point? I I don't. We're, no, why are we talking be- about the big ones? Why not talk about the little ones? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, let's put it this way. I was a B and I went to a D. Okay. Yeah. 
And <laughs> I was surprised by that. Do you think that the, the, the actual breast has increased in size? Yes, because the bees, they weren't fitting anymore. They were kind of spilling over. I don't get over. to see. My, my computer's like right here in the way, so I don't know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. They were like, you know, they were too big to fit in the bee. Okay. So I do think that they, they actually increased. And it, it is like a reported uh, phenomenon, you know, just happy hormones make different body fat distribution. So interesting. I was, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I wasn't expecting that to happen, but it did. And I can't complain. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, women pay a lot of money for that particular operation. <laughs> anyway, Go paleo. So it's another one in the can there. Uh, eight, five, well, been anyway, we were talking about teeth. It's kind of cool. I like the idea. Um, I'm skeptical, but we'll see how it goes. And uh, this has been Free Talk Live. Yep. Check us out at freetalklive.com. It's been Mark with you. And Stephanie. And uh, you can uh, participate online there at freetalklive.com. Upload stories and blog posts, whatever makes you happy. freetalklive.com. 